Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Intro still pending. Today I'm drinking kombucha. It's a nice ginger lemon kombucha. The, the brand is called Remedy. We get this from the grocery store. I say we because me, my sister, and one of my best friends are like hooked on this right now. They got me. I, I don't even know who got who actually. I don't remember who brought it who to whose house first, but like now we drink this every every Monday we hang out. I'm having a ginger lemon one today because it's refreshing and it's gut happy and I like it and I wasn't in the mood for something hot. Let me know what you're drinking or what you're doing in the comment section down below as per usual. And today I am going to continue on with this little conversation starter pack that I created for myself last week. If you didn't listen, then I'll just give you the quick rundown. I structured our conversation last week with a little talk about it section, a thought spiral section, and then what basically turned into a Q&A. Start with the talk about it section. I have a collection on Instagram that I started back in 2021, all of the scrolls from then forward, anytime I saw something that I was like, this would be something that I feel like I would like to talk about with friends or I find intriguing and I'd wanna hear other people's opinion on it, I saved it to this collection and I've never used it. So today is going to be the second time we've gone through it and I'm going through it blind, like I haven't gone back and looked at what I saved from 2021. Today, let's jump in from where we left off and see what's in my talk about it folder. I feel like it would even be kind 
kind of interesting sometimes. Maybe I could do this more so in vlog form, but just to literally sit down and scroll on my phone and just talk, would that be, maybe not, I don't know. Not just what's on my iPhone, but who do I follow? What content do I consume? What music do I listen to? What books are on my phone? I'm already talking way too fast for my own good. Today's talk is gonna be interesting. <laughs> the thing I have saved here is actually from an account that I would highly recommend following. It's Mayara Healing Arts on Instagram. She talks a lot about more of the spirituality behind specifically sex. One of the things that I saved from back in July of 2021, and I guess we'll talk about it today, is sexual energy exchange and how does it work? So let me flip through her post and I'll read it out loud to you guys and then we can talk about it. Quote, this is a topic we all need to be aware of, especially the younger generations. During sex, along with the exchange of fluids, there's an energy exchange. Each time we have sex, we receive our partner's energy into our aura and leave parts of our own in theirs. During sex, we create energy cords with our partner. Their thoughts, feelings, and impressions are left as impressions in our energy field, affecting us for years. Super interesting. Remember, sexually transmitted negative energy and entities is a big issue that most people aren't aware of. So choose wisely whose energy you allow into your sacred vessel. So couple things we could thought spiral on here. I thought this was like a super interesting topic, not because I'm saying I 100% agree with this, but more so that this is a really interesting perspective, a really interesting take on sex that I had never heard of before. That is something that is so intriguing. First and foremost, I guess I'll ask to anybody listening, if you do want to come over to YouTube and leave your thoughts on this, please do. Do you think that this is true? And it doesn't have to be 100% yes or no. You can definitely be in the gray area. I feel like I'm in the gray area with this one. The idea that it can affect us for years is what's throwing me off. Do I believe that when you're intimate with a partner that you do absorb some of their energy? Yes, but I think that's only if you have a tendency to absorb energy. You know, does that make sense? I think that's where I would leave this on is like, you can definitely, I think even go into something with a certain mindset and a certain, for lack of a better word, closed offness that would actually stop that from happening. When you're very sensitive or where you're very in tune to the person that you are being intimate with, I definitely do think you can pick up on impressions or feelings or maybe even thoughts just from their communication with you. I think that that's for me, in my experience, where being in longer term relationships or with people that I have grown or blossomed a relationship with where I do feel like I can trust somebody and I do feel like I can be vulnerable, 100% I walk away with their energy and they definitely walk away with mine. But I'm thinking in one of those, like when you're in your younger years, there are those one-off circumstances or even, again, in situations where maybe you don't you don't like the idea of having that sit with you or in your aura for years per se. I do think there are ways that you can actually stop those cords or cut those cords if, if it's something that you feel like that's a tether. I do feel like if I were to make space for this. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. being a thing that's where I would sit on it that it's like you can actually go into literally anything in life really from day-to-day interactions all the way down to physical intimacy and go into it with your own sense of of boundaries and not let certain things be taken from you and vice versa not pick up on somebody else's shit you know um and it might not even be shit maybe you hook up with somebody that's just like the happiest person in the world in terms of relationships i actually could see this being a thing i feel i have experienced this being a thing really interesting concept curious what you thought my segues from topic to topic are not always the most graceful but i feel like the best segue i could use right now to thought spiral on today, the thing that's coming right to the top of my brain, really beneficial for anybody that feels like you are the type of person who has 10,000 sensors out to a room and you're constantly gauging the energy shifts down from people's tone of voice to like their micro muscles in their face. The best way for me to safely attach is for me to constantly be in, in sense mode, to sense your needs, to sense your moods so that I can try and like solve the puzzle of your need if you're not verbalizing your need and then present you your need so that it makes you happy or it makes you a safe person to attach to or because I've given you something, I am then qualified to feel safe around you, right? And then in that attachment style, you spend, especially if it's unhealed and especially if it does come from your younger years, again, from what I've been told, do not take this as therapist advice. I am not a licensed therapist. But that said, when you learn that in your younger years, you learn it specifically as a survival mechanism specifically because perhaps you did have 
a loved one or a parental fig parental figure that did not make it feel like it was safe for you to attach, you can go the rest of your life taking that pattern into all or any relationships or specifically maybe your romantic relationships or your work relationships or your like direct friendships. So the reason why this is important is because a thought or a new thought that was introduced to me today is that that feeling or that experience of constantly trying to assess needs of others, assess the energy and the moods of others, and then try and present yourself or morph yourself or people please in a way in order to make it a safe attachment. Today, this was reintroduced to my brain as self-love deficit disorder, which to give credit where credit is due, my therapist told me to check out Ross Rosenberg and I believe the website is selfloverecovery.com. Now, I just went and checked it out and from what she told me, I'm pretty sure he's from like the late 90s, early, early 2000s. So I mean, take that into checking out that website. It just, that was a website itself also looks like it might be from like a little bit early 2000s. He's got a great, like author headshot, but yeah. But he's the person that coined this idea of self-love deficit disorder, which is like codependency, specifically when you deal with narcissism, of a variety of different types of relationship challenges. The reason why I think this is so interesting is because that feeling of, in a way, always putting the needs of others or always putting even just the energy of others above your own, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, because sometimes we don't even realize we're doing this in the moment. Like I definitely feel like I've come a long way in my own growth journey or my own evolution. It's just like a person on the planet, right? And I definitely have struggled with attachment styles and attachment issues, if you will. And I have definitely struggled with like narcissism growing up. These are things I have spoken of and been open about before and I find it really interesting how this stuff manifests in my life and I find it very interesting when I catch the patterns kind of looping back around again you know you always take two steps forward and one step back in life and I'm very comfortable with that pace but the thing that I, I feel is so interesting about this being worded or rephrased to me as self-love deficit disorder is because it really does come from a place of feeling like you're gonna be okay, you're gonna be good, as long as you can make everything around you good. It's almost like, too, when you're growing up, you think if you can just be as perfect as possible, or if you can just get everything right, then you won't have to worry anymore. You won't have to really search for that approval, or maybe you'll get that approval that you're searching for. And what is self-love, really, other than just full, approval exactly as you are right here right now in the moment without needing to do anything without needing to perform to produce to be a certain way to check off boxes that society tells us is like what's in right now right self-love really comes from this very grounded very rooted place of i am exactly as i am who i am right here right now in this moment and that is okay it's going to be okay whether the person beside me or the person on the train or like the person that i love or the person that i work with is angry with me i'm still good life is so much messier than that, right? Everything in theory, we can sit here and talk about at lengths and it'll always make sense. You'll you'll hear these words and be like, of course, like, yeah, self-love, everybody, just like, you know, hug yourself, like affirmations, know your worth, all of that. But in practice, you go out in life and you start to bounce off other people and interact in your relationships. And it can be very easy to, again, unconsciously revert to these types of behaviors. So if you can catch yourself, especially too, because something that sat with me from our conversation is that 
a lot of people can get to what she said was like her their 30s or 40s and you get to a point where you can no longer sustain your energy like the energy that drives your body forward your health forward everything inside of you that it, it takes for you to exist and live you cannot do it any longer because you're overexerting yourself constantly putting others first in front of yourself so when do you finally get to yourself right so when you actually do take care of your needs and one of our needs is relationship to other so but when you do in a way fill your own cup if you will we don't necessarily have to like stop ourselves from doing it it's more so to bring an awareness to doing it just being like oh i'm being very sensitive to the people in my life right now or oh i'm really wanting to fix everybody's issues and problems but like am i good am i good because i don't think there's anything innately wrong with it you know i think that for me personally, I actually really value my sensitivity. I really value and, and utilize often my very, very subtle ability to like pick up on cues or to sense when somebody needs me or to sense what somebody needs like that. It does make me feel good, but I think it's just more so bringing it back into balance when you're not doing it out of a place of lack, which I feel like we've talked about this before, but that whole, when you're not doing it out of a place of self-love deficit, when you're doing it from a place of a full cup or from a place of full self-love for you, like it's like, even if I can't meet their need, it's gonna be okay, I'm good. Like you're not doing it to attach per se. That's bringing it back into balance. It's not that you wanna stop being sensitive to other people's needs or that that's even anything that's bad or wrong. It's just bringing a conscious awareness around it. So that's my thought spiral of the day. Not bad, where are we at? We've had a long conversation today. Okay, let me answer a question of the day and then I'll close down our chat. I have no idea how I'm gonna title these episodes when we go over so much valuable information, but I'm gonna have to try. Okay, today's question comes in anonymously. How do you remain devoted to your spirituality in your daily life when you're living in a society full of systems like capitalism, consumerism, patriarchy, etc.? which distract, oppose, and threaten this innate part of ourselves. Okay, there's gonna be a lot of flaws in my answer, so hang tight. Having all of these opposing forces to what you might consider to be your spirituality, your sense of inner self, your sense of connectedness, capitalism, consumerism, patriarchy, etc. To me, what is the opposite of that? It would be like community in a sense, not necessarily matriarchy, but maybe just more of a balance between the patriarchy and the matriarchy. Or let me rephrase even that more of a cohesive team instead of feeling like we constantly need to yo-yo back and forth. And I can't even think of a world, what, it, what a world would look like if it was like matriarchal energy was the driving force, especially because it goes directly against what yin or like the matriarchy, what that represents as an energy form in itself, you know? And, and I feel like I always have to make this disclaimer too, because we're talking about two far extremes of one another that I definitely am someone that believes in the nuance between. Like, I guess that's my answer where I don't necessarily believe that to fix the patriarchy we need extreme feminism. And don't get me wrong, again, too, I always wanna disclaim myself, I have nothing against feminism either, but I just feel like we don't need the extreme opposite. We don't need like extreme matriar matriarchy or matriarchal, I I'm probably saying that wrong, energy to like fix it. I think we need a cohesive simpatico between these energies. Um, and even capitalism, like I think that capitalism at its root form isn't, inherently something that actually goes against our spirituality. I actually think that despite being flawed, it definitely could be a healthy system for society to run on if 
if we were talking about, oh, this gets so complicated, but if we were talking about an equal sense of power and like consumerism being, again, at its root core, we are consumers. You cannot be a human being on this planet and not consume, you, would, you wouldn't live. We need to consume water. We need to consume food. We need to consume love. We need to consume connection. So again, I think that consumerism at its core isn't actually flawed or horrible or evil per se. When you consume the right proper things that can actually lead you closer to your spirituality. I think the problem is like you're saying with these systems, that our society runs on, these have been hijacked by greed. They've been hijacked by immoral values, you know, and they've been hijacked by um, power, but it's like not power again in that nice simpatico between, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like when you live in, in harmony, we're missing a sense of harmony. The real problem with what you're asking, and it's not something I feel like I have an answer for, is the fact that these systems have been corrupted. And I don't think that that is like a doom we've been corrupted. I think that's just more so that there is more concentration of corrupted individuals. And of course, when those corrupted individuals go into higher concentrations in certain areas, it's gonna seem like a full system is corrupt. But it's really down to the each individual that are in these systems that are corrupt. Just like it's just down to all of us as individuals on the planet. Like the planet or the world is not inherently evil or bad or whatever it is. It's like, that's almost too zoomed out. There's a time and place to be zoomed out and to look at things. And then there's a time and place to remember that when we look at the world through the eyes of individuals and you think that if everybody were to try to even just be 1% better, how much of a difference that would make in the planet or on our spirituality, it would make a huge difference. So I guess if I were to leave any kind of advice with this question, I think that you have to play the game or change it. It's gonna be a very long road to changing the, the, the systems. I don't think we even, again, need to change the systems. I think that it's going to just take a long time to hopefully lighten up the corrupted individuals or, and, and I don't know what that's going to take. I don't know what that would take. All I know is that I can only focus on my lane, my life, my soul's journey, my own evolution. But I think that's it. I think that is the answer is that you continue to play the game. And by the game, I'm just using that as a metaphor, like to be a part of society. That is something that we kind of have to do. Do it, but but change it, you know, do it in your way and, and live through the values that you genuinely do hold strong. They don't need to be other people's values, but that make the most sense to you and your morals. And yeah, you might not end up at the end of your lifetime being able to stop the corruption that gets so heavily concentrated out there in the world. But at the same time, you will have lived a good life and you will have lived a very spiritual life. You will have understood your spirit because that is what spirituality is. It's living through your energy, your, your chi, your everything that makes up who you are. And then when you really do get into that spirituality, which again, many people use many different tools and I'm not really against any of them, but whatever you use to tap into the energy that is you and whatever you do to function at the best brightest, lightest version of that energy. Your smile, your joy, your even your heartache, your, your trials, your tribulations, all of that, your evolution, your regression, your evolution again, like all of this is always going to be there. And again too, sorry, <laughs> thought spiraling even further. In history, over and over again, this is a common narrative for the hero or the heroine or for the average 
Joe or Jane just living their life is that there are always opposing forces. And if anything, it's like, maybe the question isn't how do we get rid of those opposing forces? It's just more, more so that we use said opposing forces to become a tool in our toolkit for evolution, for growth. So that would be my answer. <laughs> did I answer your question? I hope I did. I feel like I just like just word vomited so much and I hope that it was somewhat I know it did make sense but I feel like I hope I hit home what you were asking me here because it's a deep question I really enjoy it thank you if you guys have anything to add to that or to answer that question or a perspective that is even completely different than my own please feel free to kindly share it over on YouTube. If you go to Kaylin's Coffee Talk, that is where you can find the video versions of this podcast. Thank you so much to today's sponsor for sponsoring today's video and giving me the ability to sit here and host these conversations every day. And thank you to all of the members that are currently in the Sunday Club. I love you guys so much. You guys are the best. And thank you to you for sitting and chilling and listening and hanging out with me today. If you ever have any conversation starters, anything you want to, you know, talk about to anything you want a thought spiral on or a Q&A you want to send me, just keep an eye out on my social media platforms. I'm always kind of dropping little places to leave those things. And outside of that, I will talk to all of you guys in our next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.